the price of avocados keeps going up. So why don't you just go ahead and give us your guacamole? Head on over to patreon.com slash bmfcast to help support the show. Thanks. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, Bamfcast. Yeah, Variety Hour. I have to specify. People are like, oh my god, the Bamfcast. No, we're not that. Still a Variety Hour. Nope, number 29. Still in this hellscape. But hey, it's a wonderful Christmas time. And the time is just (laughs) as good as that song. (laughs) I mean, we do have have good news in that we have met uh, approximately one-eighth of the requirements to get back into, you know, Bamfcasting proper. So True. math checks out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. One eighth. Yep. <laughs> so, so close. Twelve and a half percent. And by that, we progress. mean one Chuck has had one half of the two vaccines. Oh, yeah. I got some vaccine. Yeah. Today. I just figured, you know, someone else would be like, what? the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So Chuck I, is one half crocodile now. Right. Yep. We're well, working on it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. We'll yeah. wake up tomorrow and be an alligator. <laughs> be wearing it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm so pissed I'm not an alligator does, yet. Does it work like that where you like where you get <laughs> like some Is it features? gradual? Will you be half alligator until it's you like get the bewitched. next? I think you just turn into it just just once ding, you get the second then, one. Oh no, you're going full gold, gold bloom. Like it's a slow transition into Oh, that. I don't want that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to wake up tomorrow and have like a snout. Yeah. <laughs> but still be me. I know. So I even <laughs> all right, so there was one thing in uh, this is the weirdest like off tangent thing and i'm gonna i always ask stupid questions on air so i'll do it again it's um, the variety hour <laughs> i haven't i had not seen the fly for a long time like you know for some reason i saw it way too early and too many times when i was a kid um mm-hmm. is it implied because i even saw this recently and i'm is it implied that he has his dick in the jar at one point in time he's like hey check this out and like his dick fall off and he put it in a jar because like I, I, it's never real clear and even when I was, I was like I think even as a kid I was like I'll understand that one day <laughs> <laughs> and I, I watched it again recently I'm like I, that's still not clear he just got a brown jar of goo and he's like hey check this out <laughs> like, I'm like is that you're taking balls in a jar <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know I don't know yeah anyway it's, it's a mystery someone solved this for us like yeah anyway um yeah that's all we're, we're here to talk about bloom's the, dick in a jar yeah <laughs> that seems like the safest thing one could google these days yeah yeah, yeah. speaking uh, of safe uh-huh yeah we're actually here to talk about a christmas movie and not fly movies with possible dicks in jars right uh, it's more christmasy haha ho-ho stuff because uh, I mean, watched, it's a variety hour. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. We, we really. watched we watched the Santa Chronicles two or part two or Christmas, Christmas Chronicles. Sorry, Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. Sorry, part two. Yes, starring Tyrese. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'd phrase it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, uh, it's mm. it's starring Tyrese and the bride, not her father, though. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know the bride whose father was the topic of the movie for some reason. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Paisley's wife. mm Hmm. Wait, what? Uh, what's her face? Kimberly, Kimberly Williams. Williams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The she mother. was the bride and father of the bride. Yes. And part two. <laughs> so this is always also starring Malcolm McDowell. 
Yeah, I was <laughs> apparently I was disappointed that he showed up as a CGI character and not as Malcolm McDowell, leader of the elves. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was real like I heard the voice and I was like, hey, and then I was like, ah, oh, hell, this would have been much better if it had just been him. Like full size or like yes. tiny. No, Malcolm just McDowell. him okay. living in the woods with all these CG elves. <laughs> Just hey, I, you know, I'm I'm Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> that wouldn't actually surprise me in real life if, if that was like his <laughs> scenario, like his living scenario. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, boy. Um, yeah. Hmm. So Christmas, or sorry, yes, I, I'm sorry, I keep the Christmas Chronicles Part One was kind of a surprise hit last year. Like we were like, hey, this is two years ago. Two years ago, we, we were kind of like, hey, this is actually surprisingly good. Um, yeah, we were. I mean, we were jazzed to see it because it's like, hey, it's Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. And then it was like, And that's what made it work was that Kurt Russell was Santa Claus and it was awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and it's also like it's a it's an okay movie. And and one of its strengths is that it generally was like did not focus on the elves very much in the first one. In fact, they weren't in they weren't in North Pole land for most of the first movie. It was like they were off having adventures through the world and stuff. I'm pretty sure we all said when it came out, like when the elves showed up, it was like, oh no, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And they, they definitely doubled down on that. For the yeah. But the elves are still not good. No. No. <laughs> no. Most of the CGI in this movie is not good. Y- yeah. Yes. Or I should say most of the like big effect shots. Like I'm sure there's a bunch of CGI in this movie that is good that we don't notice. Um, because like, that's how movies be this day, this day and age. Um, the things they have to interact with and have do heavy lifting and things are questionable. Yeah. The Yule cat is good for a video game, but bad for a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks like something out of like something out of the Witcher, maybe the Witcher, the third, like, yeah, fairly recent, but not, you know, not the highest fidelity, not what I hope for in my 2020 movies. But yeah, I I just need to ask this before we go any further. Did anyone like this? Um, I, okay, so it's that's it's a complicated answer for <laughs> yeah. me. I, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say base yes. However, there's a caveat is that don't I've I've basically learned do not trust my opinion right now. Like twenty twenty has taken its toll on me and I'm realizing like literally anything that doesn't vomit directly into my face <laughs> with awfulness, I'm like, Yeah, all right, that's okay. <laughs> you know, so like um Oh like you've embraced Chuck Vine. Welcome. I, yeah, I, yeah. I just like <laughs> I, I, look, so I've been trying to explain this to you forever. The movie didn't vomit in my face. It's fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I just I, look. I, I, it was. I was having this weird moment because, like, th- there is a, a thing that happens in this movie that is so incredibly contrived and so like. You could oh, see which it. part? There's like forty well, of I those. Mean, the. I just I'm learning that like this must be some kind of weird trigger thing for me because like it's happened in several movies now where it's like there's a gone or dead parent scenario and then some weird magical thing lets the person re reinteract with them you oh, know the logan international airport scene right <laughs> so it's like 
I and for some reason it's like it was getting me, and at the same time I'm like, "Fuck you, brain! Like this movie is not that good. Don't let this get to you." <laughs> like I was having this weird internal fight. Oh, that's called a that's called having emotions. Yeah, and well, yeah, like it, not. This movie tries to play them all real hard, right. and it shouldn't work, is what I'm saying. Like this movie should like this. What what I'm saying is I'm in the state where like a a, a good Publix commercial could get me. <laughs> you know like that that kind of thing yes. like I'm, I'm i'm like i'm literally anything I'm right there with you anything that is like any bit of joy is like i is so normally i would just be like fuck you with your saccharine sweet bullshit and you're not getting me especially not in a 30 second <laughs> commercial but like right now it's like it's hitting me and right. this movie shouldn't hit me i'm so i'm saying caveat m tour on this the quality of this movie <laughs> i liked it for now, you come back in a year, and I probably hate everything about this. Okay, I I do have some things that like genuinely made me angry. Uh, pretty much all dealing with elves. Uh, it should be noted that like Julian Dennison is in this. You know, he's in like Deadpool two and uh, the other Taika movie, the Wilder People, whatever it's called. Uh, anyway, like he's playing like the bad elf guy who's also mm-hmm. human for most of this, through reasons I explain. But like. There is a dumb, one of the other dumb contrivances in this movie is that, like, basically, uh, he sets off this, like, gremlin juice onto the elves, where it just turns them all evil, and they basically turn into gremlins, and it's like, fuck you, Chris Columbus, but, um, (laughs) like, um, part of this entails that there is a scene in a movie in this, the year of our Lord, Kurt Russell, 2020, that where these elves go to fucking town on who let the dogs out, and I'm like, yeah, what fucking time warp did I just enter into? Like, when did this... I thought even, like, you know, I thought even kids were, like, fucking enough. <laughs> you know, like, I thought... Kids I could... don't even know what Who Let the Dogs Out is. No, but, like, that, but like... That's such a... <laughs> These like... are elves who, a scene earlier, had turned so evil, they were having a fucking chainsaw fight with each other. Right, yes. And now they're just having a fucking dance party to Who Let the Dogs Out. No, the chainsaw fight, I believe, was during the "Who Let the Dogs Out" scene. It was because it ended up yeah. with the was split it? the turntables yeah. into two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But anyway, regardless, I'm just like the fact that like there is a "Who Let the Dogs Out" like, I mean, the, the <laughs> scene was, of any kind. Well, I just like it, this was the scene in the movie that like, uh, <laughs> what was it? Was it what fucking song did they play in Goddamn Speed Racer when it was like the monkey driving the cart? It was it the fucking Leonard Skinner song or some shit like. You remember what I'm talking about? The it was literally the scene where I walked the fuck out of the theater when it's I probably who let the dogs out. It probably was, but there, there's some <laughs> scene where it's just like it's you know, to say it's a CG nightmare in Speed Racer is a fucking that's an oxymoron. But it's just like it's the um, the fat kid and the chimp. I don't remember <laughs> his name. Uh, Pom Pom or something like that. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's the monkey's name. I don't know. But whatever. Like they're just riding around on a out of control go kart or golf cart or some shit, and it's playing some song, and it's like, yeah, it's just it's that kind of shit that like gets me in movies where I'm just like, nope, I I refuse to accept anything it's, that's happening right it, now. It's bad. It's it's a it's a weak, just, it's lazy. Mm-hmm. But in is the it, year of our Lord 2020, it is lazy. Yeah, yeah. There's so much, so much music you could you could choose from. That may be this movie's greatest sin somehow. Like, it does it. It's fine for a Christmas movie. Like, if I was this movie's target audience, so maybe nine through twelve, it, it would be fine. 
it would be just you know yet another Christmas movie on the on the list, and I wouldn't be mad at it. But from an adult perspective, it's just, and I know like you know, duh, Christmas movies like this are for the kids, but it's just lazy for the most part, just super lazy, and it just takes um, the easy path whenever it can. Yeah, pretty much all the time. Like, and Kurt Russell is still trying his best like Kurt Russell is all in like has completely bought into this idea of being Santa Claus um it's just he takes a little bit it's of a just, back seat because it's like you know you've got Mrs. Claus now in Golden Hawn you know obviously yeah. that was teased in the first movie but you know you've also got like a different set of kids like the older kid is obviously too old to go on a Santa Claus adventure <laughs> so like that actor got you know a couple days in cancun or wherever the hell they actually filmed and you know, mm-hmm. got a really easy paycheck out of this movie but yeah um but yeah it's just yeah because you you know he kind of has to backseat and you know you've got a, a split storyline now where it's like for most of the movie you know santa claus and the girl from the first movie are off doing adventures while the new kid and mrs claus are like doing other things so you get a lot less kurt russell as a result you know mathematically yeah. speaking so. I, I, one of my beefs with this movie and I'll try to make this make sense. It makes sense in my head. It may not make sense when I say it out loud, but hashtag weird beef. Yeah, that goes for many things that I end up saying. But so in the first movie, Santa Claus was Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. And in this movie, Kurt Russell is just Santa Claus. Okay, that's fair. No, that makes sense because he doesn't really have he's not doing his like elvis swagger thing for most of the movie right in the first one it was kind of a fish out of water thing because he was out of his element Mm -hmm. and he had to improvise a whole bunch of things to get christmas back up and running and you know the jailhouse scene which is just probably that movie's strongest point uh but it's kurt russell like really putting a swagger on it and in this it's it's still got some of that i still kurt russell's now one of my favorite movie santas but it's just i'm santa Haha, ta da, you know, and it's like, here I am at home, and here's my village. And I know Christmas is two days away, but I don't have a care in the world, and the elves are out ice skating and everything. So I'm like, production, Santa, come on, get, get going. What are you what well, are you so chill about? Okay, so like here's here's a weird counter to that. And I don't know if I believe it. I'm just, you know, playing uh, you know, Christmas advocate or something. I don't you know. You better believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> Christmas. No, advocate. I uh, like I think the addition of Mrs. Claus is kind of like, and like I said, I don't want this to sound bad, but like she's kind of shitting on his macho parade. And, 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 and the funny thing is like this movie plays with it kind of interestingly because it's like, he's not like, Oh, shut up woman. You know, like, like a dude that's 3000 years old should be or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be honest. He probably has some very old values, but uh, as I was saying, it's like, yeah, she's like, I actually really designed all the thing. It really probably should be like Mrs. Claus village and not Santa's village. And he's like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> I mean, but the most he does later is like, not not finalized here. <laughs> like, not right. set in stone. But, you know, it's like the fact that she's just kind of there to like reel him in and like, I mean, kind of do the rom-com of like, oh, you dumb man, you know, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. several times throughout the movie, it, it, it definitely takes a piss on his like swagger, I think, a little yeah. bit. You know, it's just like if, you know not saying she's wet blanketing him. It's just like, uh, shut up, Santa. Like, you know, you're out here kind of being equally as stupid as the, you know, because I mean, they were about to get in a chicken fight. He and the evil elf. And she's like, <laughs> enough of this macho bullshit. Like, let's fucking talk this out. You know? like, so it's just like I said, it's like she's kind of throwing some water on, maybe not a wet blanket, but she's <laughs> dousing the fire a little bit of like, you know, I can't be hot shit swagger Santa, you know. 
Santa yeah. and the Bad Elf do have a wizard fight, which uh-huh. is <laughs> which is kind of okay because they're both just standing there doing spirit <laughs> fingers at each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, those are the scenes I always love to think about. Like, like if there was one day I could be on set, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like I want to be yeah. like I want to be there like the most intense magic battle of the Doctor Strange <laughs> filming. I want to see Benedict Cumberbatch look like he's trying to pass a sideways shit while doing spirit fingers. <laughs> that's be the best while nothing is happening (laughs) right i i just going into this i was like you know what the first one kind of played with expectations and and when it was over you're like that was actually way better than i thought it would be and there are at least two points in this maybe three where i thought oh it's about to get crazy like this movie is going to stop being the generic thing it's being and go crazy like when when the shield comes down at the North Pole, I was just expect okay, just chaos is going to happen. I was expecting like all of a sudden, I was like expect where, when is the shot to NORAD? Like suddenly, sorry, we have a power spike over the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, something, just something where it's just like, oh my god, what the hell? And you know, just planes are flying over, or you know, people are descending on this place, or well, the North you know, Pole we've been searching for a, this not forever. A big flight plan, <laughs> not, yeah. Not, not, I, I, so, like, when that happened, I was like, oh, shit, now this movie's going to get crazy, and it didn't. And then the Logan Airport scene is so just casually dropped in there, like, this, the thing that sets it off is just like, oh, we did this special thing, and it's like, okay, what the hell's happening here? And it's all just to set up that cloying, you know, meet a dead relative thing, and it... Yeah. I mean, granted, it's also where they put the musical number, which, you know, you were you were figuring, yeah, that's coming, but... Mm-hmm. I was totally. They okay also with cut away from it several times. Like it's not even the it's not even the purpose of the scene. It's just like, well, meanwhile, that's happening, and over here, <laughs> it suffers a lot from sequelitis. Like, okay, let's do a musical scene, you know, and it and that scene probably has the most Kurt Russell Santa swagger hashtag mm-hmm. Santa swag um, <laughs> of the entire of the entire movie. Yeah, but it like everything is a little rehashed everything is a little watered down um you know they add in a couple characters and mrs claus i think is totally unnecessary and i don't like mrs claus being in this being in this like that's the weirdest sentence i feel like i've said in 2020 (laughs) uh, despite all the other weird things i've said in 2020 but yeah like i don't like goldie hawn as mrs claus for some reason, it doesn't work. How does it not work? I don't know. But yeah, there's just so much that they, I don't know, that feels like they just kind of snagged a script from the next Christmas movie over. Like they had somebody go in and steal the other Christmas movie script and and film that with Kurt Russell instead, you know? Yeah. Um, it, like the Yule Cat could have been cool and it wasn't. Um, Bell Snickle could have been cool and wasn't. Um, Man, that name I do think for a character is the worst. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool fucking name, and I I can't remember what actual like lore, but I'm pretty sure there's some Christmas character called Belsnickel in some German Christmas lore that you know. You're like, probably right. Pulls Yenzel the toenails off. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's they, like, like it's pull like the, the toenails off to the of the children or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just. There's some stuff that has potential to be cool, but they just, it falls flat in a lot of ways. 
I don't know why I could uh, I could watch Kurt Russell talking in Elvish, whatever the hell it is. All I day. was just gonna say, whenever yeah. he just so confidently is busting out the Elvish, is just fantastic. Yeah. Like again, that's what you're getting with Kurt Russell is just that swagger of just I could do anything. I just um, even like him like ooh shit, like, you know, like the reindeer <laughs> right. commands and stuff. I don't know. I just like I was I was buying that. And I think the the funniest bit in the whole movie is when they they cut to a TV for five seconds and it's a wonderful life is on, but it's dubbed in Elvish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, it's the scene you've good. seen a million times, but all of yeah. a sudden he's I'm like dumb every time a bell rings. <laughs> but now I can learn this in Elvish. It's the Rosetta Stone yeah. of, of Elvish. Right. I have to watch that scene over. Right. Over. Yeah. There's an actual like Elvish isn't or that Elvish is was created specifically for the Christmas Chronicles and Christmas Chronicles too. Like some language expert made up a whole Elvish. Did they language. get the Klingon guy to come in and we sure probably wasn't just the guy from the Offspring? We're <laughs> like, not leaving. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, that's kind yes. of what it sounds like. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. Um, Which is from the Offspring. Is a... offspring. I think that's a sample from something else. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Belsnickel is a German uh, Christmas folklore thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Jens will write in and tell us, or tell us in the Discord, right, how right. wrong we are about anything about the Belsnickel. Belsnickel. Yeah. He'll be like, actually, guys, listen. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote my dissertation oh. on Belsnickel. <laughs> I got my PhD in Belsnickel. <laughs> I know. That's the joke. <laughs> I know, but the joke is also to say he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Love and marriage. <laughs> so, like I said, The Christmas Chronicles 2, for me, is just like, it worked for me right now. It probably wouldn't most other times. Is really how I would, like, sum the whole thing up. Yeah. I'm particularly... I'm worn thin, so... Like, I feel like there's, I'm going to have to like sit down and watch the notebook or something and get a real big, ugly cry out of the way before 2021 starts so that I can toughen up to face whatever horrors the new year brings. But yeah, I was sitting there like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And the end of the movie comes and I'm just like sitting there with a scowl and tears <laughs> rolling down my cheeks like trying like, to finish wait, like, my sandwich. Like moved. where they were singing on the beach and shit? That I got you? Like even I was like, okay, no, fuck you. <laughs> to that part. And, like, no, I'm not judging. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm not judging because I, like I said, that even that, I think because even I couldn't like look past Tyrese and just be like, god damn it, you're helping fuck up my favorite franchise, you asshole. <laughs> like, you're part of the I didn't fuck. know the Christmas Chronicles was your favorite <laughs> franchise. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, new, new and approved. Yeah, I, I think it was it was hilarious to hire Tyrese, who does one specific thing in every movie that he's ever been in, and have him not only not do any of that, but seemingly read his lines phonetically. Like <laughs> it's yeah. like he just happened to be at this resort, and they were like, "Hey, <laughs> come over here, <laughs> Bob." Tyrese plays a character called fucking Bob. We're going to write lines on Kimberly Williams' forehead. Just read them. (laughs) (laughs) It it was almost like he was being fed them in an earpiece or something. Something. Yeah. He was the most boring man I've ever seen. Like, I don't even know what Kimberly Williams' character sees in you, let alone what the producers thought when they were like, hey, get Tyrese. He's great in all those other movies and we'll make him not good here either, but in fascinating (laughs) new ways. (laughs) Like, okay, maybe she likes him because he sings well and he's nice. 
that those seem like his only qualities. I don't know. I'm I'm sure the but, character of Bob is a fine human being and yeah. all of that. I'm just but saying Tyrese sucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's, let's like, be honest. I, mean, I don't Tyrese know if Tyrese is, sucks in real life. Tyrese or whatever, is still but. a handsome man. I'm not taking that yeah, away sure. from him, but like you know, beyond that, it's just like. Eh. I mean, the second he showed up, I was like, "Oh no, get away from him! He's going to make you sleep in 95 degree heat." <laughs> That's why they were in Cozumel. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrese has to be in the heat. Yeah, I'd like to uh, rent the I'd like to rent the kiln room here in Cancun. <laughs> it's not quite hot enough on the equator. Yeah. So I don't know. I it, I I didn't like it at all. I was amazed. I figured one of you was going to text me at some point and say, "Does this get better?" Mm. <laughs> to which I would have said, "No." <laughs> it, no matter what point you're at, no, it does not. <laughs> I I literally just watched it. Like I put it on at six o'clock today. And I was like, I got to get through this. I got to hurry up and I got to watch this movie as fast as I can. No stoppies. Uh, also, it's two goddamn hours. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's build is an hour 55 and it has no less than 11 minutes of credits. Sure. So still really, it's an hour 44, which is OK. I suppose it's, it's fine. It's okay. fine. Yeah, because I was I was worried about making it by by <laughs> podcast time so i think i started at like 6 15 something like that well hey good news netflix has those speed settings now so you could watch it in 1.25 speed or oh really they have that Ew. yeah yeah Ugh. yeah i don't want to i mean fuck you like no <laughs> no i'm sorry like i mean like youtube is one thing like i don't care if it's like you want to watch us sound like fucking chipmunks i it's probably an improvement on my voice but like, I just want to but don't, yeah, that's like fucking, that's worse than the fucking you know, soap opera setting, the motion clip smoothing, like, fuck you, like. Why would you, I mean, like, I know that Mackie listens to podcasts at like 7x or whatever, because he subscribes to 6,000 podcasts and has to listen to them all each week, but. um, I listen I to podcasts at 1.25 speed, so. Do you? Yeah, that saves weird. me a skosh of time. <laughs> I just look, I know I'm going to be the old man yelling at clouds one day about movies, but like the the longer movies go on and the more that they're like treated like this background thing, like I just it pisses me off. Like it really does. Like the good news is is that there aren't many movies on Netflix. <laughs> well, <laughs> there are a ton of movies on Netflix actually. They're most of them are just movies you don't want to watch. Right. Um that's the thing, like, there is still so much on Netflix. Um, you get recommend. I think you get recommended a bunch of shit because you watch uh, nothing good ever. But, yeah, like, Quigley Down Under is on Netflix. It is. That's good. Don't you dare watch awesome. that in any speed faster than one. No, I'm going to watch it at three-quarter speed because you can apparently do that. I, I just looked. Oh, so you can, oh, you can slow it down? Longer? Yeah, you can slow it down. <laughs> Got, Why would you want? I, I don't want Quigley to ever end. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me watch Dances with Wolves at slower speed. That's what I yeah, need. Right. I was already ready to call it the Costner setting anyway. If you oh, director's cut of Dances with Wolves, holy shit! Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. If you want to never be done watching Dances with Wolves, yeah. you can watch it at point one one speed. Never oh, be done was one of the other characters in Dances with Wolves. And <laughs> uh, <end> scene. <laughs> Ah, yep. uh, good times. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I I just mixed reactions. 
Nick yeah, watch the Christmas Chronicles oh, yeah. one instead. I still wanted to yell about the alternating speeds on movies and shit. Oh no, go back. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh please. No, I just like if what is this fear of missing out bullshit? Like, I mean, I, I like if if you, that's the way you consider watching a movie. Like, fuck you. You didn't watch the movie, as far as I'm I think concerned. it's for people who watch shows on repeat all the time and want to. But why? why would you want to watch them faster, though? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, what what are you trying to get to? There's no finish line. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, oh, I want to stall the TV on Netflix. Well, bully for you. Like, <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> like, I just don't see the point go of it. Like, what yeah. could you possibly gain except for time? Um, by what is the what is the fastest speed? Uh, hang on one sec. Let me pull up the Christmas I, that Chronicles I'm curious first. About. <laughs> and, uh, one point five. Okay. Let me let me see how this. I'm gonna watch a little bit of this in one point five speed and see I, I, how fucking it, ridiculous it is. I will admit when I am when I used to screen a bunch of horror movies, I would end up putting them a lot on one point five speed. When it was something I knew it wasn't going to cover, but it was just like, I just need to get to the end of this to see if it ever does anything interesting. But that was a, that was just a very specific issue. Like, I, I could not see someone just sitting there as like, I've got to watch seven movies today, so I have to watch them in 1.5. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, there's there's literally no reward at the end of this. <laughs> but what the well, hell? People it, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the people that you, you don't get a cookie if you sit and watch all the Lord of Rings movies in one day. Nobody cares. You know, in fact, actually, most people think the opposite. They're like, really? Like, (laughs) you didn't have anything else you wanted to do all day? But not do that. Yeah. Like I said, it's just what is the need to, like, consume it all? Like, and to me, like, you're not like I I run into this problem. Like I said, this is a little bit of like cross pollination, but I I run into this problem all the time of like, how much of a video game do I have to have played before I'm like, yeah, I played that game and I got an idea of what it is and I can form an opinion, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, there's a lot of games. Like, I mean, I will start up and meet and be like, not for me. <laughs> you know, like, the things yeah. I didn't even know were, like, you know, turn-based combat or something like that. And it starts up, and I'm like, oh, this is what the game is? Never mind. You know, I just know <laughs> this is not a genre for me uh, or something like that. And, you know, but, like, does do I count that I played it? No, probably not. But that's yeah. the thing. It's like, you know, this is even, like, dumber because who, who cares if, like, you watched a movie or didn't watch a movie? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm sure it was just something that, they kept getting emails about who who are these people <laughs> um yeah who are these people like <clears throat> i can see maybe like a youtube instructional video or even a podcast you know mm-hmm. like 1.25 times sure i get that but i don't understand why you would do this and i don't understand how there would be enough people out there Please write us if you're out there and you want to watch a movie in 1.5x. Uh, please tell us your it better be a good one reason for <laughs> wanting to do this because if it's not, you're going to get ridiculed live on the internet next Wednesday. I, t- um, I too would like to hear. I'd like, like to hear a good reason. It's not ever going to change my mind because, like I said, it's to me all all modifications to movies not done by the original artist and even sometimes by the original artist are shouldn't happen. Like, I mean, you should like pan and scan was a fucking sin, you know, like all, all of these things that alter the movie in any way that cut for time on, you know, FX or whatever. Like if you fuck with the movie, fuck you. Like, I'm just like, I, I, you know, like I, I get it for, you know, commercial TV. Fine. You've got to trim a movie down or make it fit or take out the naughty words, whatever. But okay. I, that's fine. But 
also like whenever people are like oh yeah I, i've seen that movie it's like I, yeah i watched it on fx one day i'm like then you didn't fucking see the movie like i i've been back of my mind i'm still like that to the to a certain so, degree are you discounting my 47 watches of the core on fx and my 23 watches of the bulletproof monk on fx <laughs> a little bit because i mean you still have <laughs> yeah, never yeah. seen the actual real movie because like they're almost always sh- something's cut out of those versions yeah I mean, yeah. if you, you know, I've seen the core on non FX sure. for the I, record. I know. I so. know. I, I, I guarantee that. I, I figured I'm you just seen it for reals. I'm just putting that out there just so yeah. people don't think I'm some sort of monster. But also, like I said, like, why do I care? I'm not like, there's no, like, well, I saw, I saw the core 65 times. It's like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, fine. Yeah, because there, there's no award at the end of it for having seen something in a number of times. And no, there's not. And like, like I said, it, it just—it's I'm just breaking my brain because I'm, I'm thinking about something that like I could watch over and over again, no backwards and forwards. If I were to put three amigos on at 1.5 speed, it would break my brain. My brain would break because everything would be off. The timing oh, yeah, of the every single bush thing. scene would be yeah. especially like, what the fuck is just, like Every bit of dialogue would be off. It would just sound wrong. You know, yeah. it's you know like putting a 33 record on 45. It's just like, that does not sound like the song. <laughs> I will say they somehow managed to do that like weird compression thing where the voice voices oh, the sound normal. I listen to. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I listened to about a minute of it, minute of the Christmas Chronicles. But it would one. still it would still be compressed time wise. I mean, like the yeah the, yeah the punchline of a joke would still be off. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah. It's like um it's like those weird podcasters or YouTubers that do the like oh take out the, the pauses. <laughs> yeah, they take out all the pauses. That's kind of what it sounds like. I hate that. There so was much. a there was a very brief period of time where I was trying to edit the show at a faster speed just to get it done because it would take so long. But playing it that fast, the gaps wouldn't sound like gaps. So it was pointless because hmm. I was listening for gaps. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, I yeah, I who knows? <laughs> I would I would like to hear from somebody. I, I absolutely saw this on my Twitter feed a lot. Sure. Like people were sell- when they announced it, people were like, yay, finally. And I was like, why? I mean, I, I, I'm kind of OK with like upresing type things, you know, like uh, AI uh, uprising and the uh, artifacting and shit like that. Like if you want to, you know, clean up something, I mean, I, I'm not anti film grain or anything. Like I'm not trying to make that argument. I'm just like, I'm okay with things that are there to improve the picture as long as they don't like, you know, like the Spanish painter lady fuck things up, you know, like I don't want to see it all smeared and like, you know, <laughs> it's a much better version of the movie now. You know, <laughs> like I don't want to see the, the, that, that effect is something down the line. It's just, uh, I want to, you know, I still want it to be the movie and not, you know, not fucked with it anyway. Like I said, it's motion smoothing, pan scan. They're all fucking evil. Well, maybe someone will let us know what their reason is. And we can still go, not for me. Yeah. (laughs) But whatever you do, you. (sighs) Uh, So other things. Uh huh. Did I watch other things or am I the only one with anything else? I, I didn't, didn't watch any other things. I didn't watch anything worth okay. talking about. Well, so. I, I, I got a couple of brief TV things, and uh, I guess we can move on from this. Uh, first thing, I finally got around to watching Good Omens, the yeah. Amazon show based on the... Is it, what is it? Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman? Is that the yes. two people? Okay. Novel. Um, yeah, I, I think somehow I was in a better frame of mind because it totally... Like, everything about it worked for me now. 
and I okay. I don't know why. You know, I'll just I'll just be in a mood. I'll just start something. And I'm like, it's not clicking. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I will say, like it's still mildly annoying, especially in the first episode. I, and I think I realized what my my hill that I couldn't get over the first time is that movie or that thing starts real hard on the like, hey, we're not Douglas Adams, but we're trying to be real hard, you know, thing. And it was just like, ugh. like you know, it, it's just it just it's a weird like. It hits you so hard with it, like at the beginning, and it's just like, uh, come on, like, yeah, I, I like, I, I don't want to, dear God, I don't want to set the goth army upon me, but like, I, I just, I feel this about like most of Deal Gaiman's writing that it's like, it's very not original, <laughs> and it all just seems like very derivative, and like I know, I just, I can hear them putting on their white makeup and black clothes right now, but. But yeah, it's <laughs> I you can I, you can hear that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can I can see where you're like it, it's like the bur- faint roaring of Bella Lugosi's dead in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's getting louder and louder. <laughs> um No, I mean that's a pretty fair point. He yeah. writes from a he writes like a lot of folklore stuff that's like inspired by sure. um a lot of you know, like Native American folklore and stuff like that. So I can see where you'd, I can definitely see where you'd feel that. Um, I haven't seen this show yet, so I can only yeah. I mean, uh, it, chime it, in with a, yeah. It just, it tones down Neil on Gaiman that. or two. <laughs> yeah. It tones down on that. Like, I mean, it just, it, it starts real fast and like the whole like montage to leading up to setting up the show just is so hitchhikers, you know, it's kind of gross. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Like I like things that are happening there. Like Frances McDormand is a great choice for the voice of God, and you know I love her. You know wryness about saying all of those lines and stuff. But it's just like the fact that it's just so like and it was oh well he was off by ten minutes. You know it's just like like I, th- I, I think it's a hard humor. sell when you're first coming into a thing where it's like oh this is the tone I don't know about this. It's it's not it's not easing you into it. It's right. like. Bam! British comedy. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but like, and I think I mentioned this the first time I tried. Like, it it totally redeems itself because, like, I still think the funniest goddamn line and line read of that entire show, I think, is in the first episode when Michael Sheen's like, "Get behind me, foul beast!" and he's like, "After you," <laughs> and just opens the door for him. I like that line read is so fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, I was like, that's that's fucking perfect, and you know. I, I'm pretty. It's either the first or second episode. I think it's the first episode. It has one of my favorite meta jokes ever in it. It's they're trying to do the shot where the camera goes to the window, and then how things happen now. It just goes through the window. It comes in. Right. The camera just hits the wall. It's it just it's like bonk. It just it? it just thuds into the window, and I'm just like, that is the funniest shit because it's so I random. Must totally <laughs> miss that. I, I... <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's just going to like this kid's room or something and the camera's on a crane and going up and going towards the window and you're like, I've seen this shot before. But no, the camera just slams right into it. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. It doesn't make sense, but yeah. it's, it's just this weird, dumb meta joke. Yeah. I always call that the contact shot. I feel like that's the first time I ever saw that. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. It probably happened in something before, but that's the first time I remember like, what the, f-? like my brain just like <laughs> doing this like, you know, TiVo backstep thing where I was yeah. like, wait a second, <laughs> there's a fucking right. window there, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, Good Omens is it's yeah, it's, it's funny. I liked it. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think the story works as well as just the, the acting. Mm-hmm. I think the acting is, is great, but I like the plot of that thing, I who fucking cares? <laughs> I was so not invested in the plot, I was just invested in the two lead characters. No, I don't know. So I, I liked all the side people. I like I actually think like I enjoyed like don't get me wrong, I you know, I've said I have a giant gaping man crush on David Tennant, but you know, like <laughs> uh like like I was more fascinated by like I love the witch lady. Uh, what's her face? Um, she had the, re- the weird name. Like, I, I loved her and uh, Jack Whitehall and uh, Michael McKean. Like, oh, right. Like, yeah. I, that whole, like, interest. Like, I, I, I like that story a lot. I, and I loved her, like, her interaction with the kids. Like, I don't know. The kids were, like, just precocious enough that it, like, really worked for me. You know? Yeah, they a, seemed, like, normal, mostly. British kids. Like, just like, yeah. hey, we're, we're just enough confident enough to, like, come out and talk to you pretty adult lady you know like and not be intimidated in any way <laughs> like right you know it's just it's weird but yeah yeah i don't and I like it's... that nick offerman had my same last name did, did he i don't remember yeah, okay. he did <laughs> it just it broke my brain because they just kept saying it over and over ah. in that first episode about the baby and i was just like that's my name stop it <laughs> <laughs> that's my name <laughs> uh anywho um moving on i i, oh, I do no. have i have one thing if you want to sure. pause for a second, I just so I watched the first episode of The Stand, which is now on CBS All Access, and I am curious to hear from people who watched that episode of The Stand who have no Stand knowledge whatsoever, and tell me if that made a lick of goddamn sense to you. See if it delivered. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Calculus. I. I. I'm so baffled by the choice to make that show nonlinear. Hmm. It's it's such a strange thing. And and on one hand, I get it. It's because the first half of the story is so much better than the second half. The second half is just a slow decline down, whereas the the first half is just like, what the hell is going on? And they realize well, we got to mix this up. Otherwise, the last five episodes of this 10 episode show are going to suck. But. I only made sense of it because I've seen the original miniseries a hundred times. Not really that many, but I'm familiar enough with it to where I know all Chuck, of the According stuff. to our official tally over here, you've only seen it 12 times because we're oh. keeping track of how many times you've watched it. Sorry. Well, I'll start watching it at 1.5 speed. I so was going to yeah, yeah. get that number up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, but that doesn't. Uh, we're the twin galaxies of <laughs> how many times you've watched something, and okay. that doesn't count. That's modified okay. hardware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must be original ROM or nothing at all. Yeah. Right. I, I'm just I'm I'm just kind of baffled by that choice. It is it is not a good first episode of television, I don't think. For a story that's supposed to be this cool and this epic, it just I don't know if this I don't know if this show was bothered or, or affected by COVID. Like I don't know exactly when they started filming this. It just comes off that way. They were like, well, what if we just edit it out of order? Maybe that'll make it more interesting than it's going to end up being because we ran out of time or something. I don't know. It's it's weird. And I just it was a baffling choice that I don't know. It just, it just was very disappointing. So there are still nine more episodes to go, but they're, they're kind of yeah. doing this thing where they they're doing the like this episode will focus on this character. It's like that's no, that's not. Does Moon guy get a whole episode? I don't know. He hasn't shown. He wasn't in the first episode. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to have the first episode is like the that introduces you to the world, and then 
and then you can go off and do yeah they didn't do that they they the main character of the first episode is one of the not main characters <laughs> okay have there, you ever read the have you ever read have, the book i have okay yeah he he it's an important character it's just not a character who has anything to do with the ending of the stand <laughs> yeah so i was just I, ki- not that question was apropos of nothing else you've said i was just curious yeah yeah. Now, I, I I don't know which version of the stand I've read because he has revised it several times. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what the state of the stand is at this point. So maybe this is more accurate. I don't know. But I just hold that miniseries in such high regard. And this is just confusing to me. So we'll see. Nine more to go. Gotcha. Uh, Bill says that he's reading the book. So uh, right now, so he can have it fresh in his mind when he watches the miniseries. Oh, so boy. that's probably the that's probably a bad idea. What a but, treat, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the book to read this year. Yeah, right. Tell us which version of the stand you're reading. If it's the revised or the re-revised. It's called the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I will kidding. say no, this no version. Newspapers anymore. <laughs> I, I, I will say this version being on quote unquote cable or whatever the hell we're calling streaming services. Now there's 100% more jacking off in it. <laughs> <laughs> So one, <laughs> yes. there's one jacking off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? This dude's going to be jacking off at some point. I know it. I just, this has that HBO feel of it where it's just like, you got to have dicks out and then jacking off. That's what cable is now. We got to do it. It's like, no, literally no one wants that. <laughs> hey, somebody wants that. I sure. Nobody watching the stand wants that. Oh. Not from this guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, so if it was somebody else on the stand, it, it would have been okay? It was just Jeez. not that guy? Other people. It might have been James Marsden, maybe. Mm, sure, yeah. <laughs> you might want that. Not not this guy. I don't know. I'll show you the real Cyclops. Most of the time when somebody's <laughs> jacking it on screen, it's not the guy you want to see jacking it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um... Which is why my Jack and Cast failed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a hardware failure. <laughs> yeah, happens, don't worry about it, Chuck. It happens to everybody. <laughs> happens to everybody. Um, can we talk Mando for a hot minute? Like, sure. I mean, just we probably have to non- avoid spoilers because I don't think Chuck's been watching it. Right? I am only three or four episodes in, okay. but okay. also I know exactly the thing that happens at the end because, of course, I fucking do because the Internet found entire new ways to spoil it. So, yeah, there's like people that will knock on your door and hold you a <laughs> screenshot of the fucking end these days. Like, it's impossible. to It's impossible to to avoid. And even if you like. Even if you don't open the door, they'll find some way to like <laughs> holographically project it. Your door. Like, in my mind, Andrew Lincoln has just showed up at my door with like individual stills of the end of the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold it up and be like, <laughs> yeah. um, or they'll like holographically project it through your peephole, you know, in the door uh-huh. onto your face, into your eyeballs. <laughs> no, they'll be get like, the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> they'll like sneak into your like sneak into your house at night strap you down to the bed and project it on the ceiling with those uh-huh. clockwork orange eye things <laughs> um f- people out there listen fucking stop that like i get it you want to talk about it but what you need to do is you need to find a discord somewhere 
where you can talk about it in a spoiler channel and go talk about it Reddit, in the spoiler man. channel. <laughs> yeah, go to Reddit. Go to the Mandalorian subreddit or whatever. Just don't put it out there, like, in public. I managed uh, to... Like, people are one thing. I think even worse is, like, the... Oh, like, variety know, and shit? Yeah, well, yeah like... like, well, the news things where it's just like, oh, well, what's the... What's the thing that's going to get us the most clicks if we like are just yeah, spoilery right. enough here? Like you won't believe what happened, and you know, yeah. and it's like, well, it's always like five minutes after it airs, they've got the interview with the showrunner about this big thing, yeah. and it's like fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. But anyway, like, go ahead, talk about the Mandalorian <laughs> surprise. Han, how Han Solo's balls showing up in an episode of The Mandalorian uh, has implications for the future of Star Wars. Like, fuck off. Were they in a jar with Jeff? I, mean, I was going to say, were they in a jar? And was <laughs> yeah. like, hey, check this out. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> my balls in um, <laughs> the jar. Yeah. You read I the bell jar, now here's the ball this. jar. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to... Oh, sorry. Chart our Sylvia Plath across the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, in case you were like here for Sylvia Plath references. <laughs> Bingo. You got it. Um, uh, Mandalorian is is really good and continues to be really good. Um, that's not fucking news, but I just. I'm I'm super stoked about like television coming from the star wars universe right now I, that's this season was peak fucking star wars like peak. yeah and i mean like i'm look like i said i'm starved for entertainment i'm prepared to say like i think i would rather watch this season of the mandalorian than empire strikes back <laughs> I, I, wow yeah i'm Shit. just saying yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> granted like I, i'm just like i've seen empire strikes back 113 times check it <laughs> twin, twin galaxies uh, <laughs> no i i don't know doesn't matter I just, i've seen it a lot of times and like, right now i'm like one right moment, now please. right now i'm thinking like you you put me down with a choice i'm like i'm probably gonna watch season two of mandalorian again right now like I'm just saying it's it's strong fucking Star Wars from something that has given us bad to okay for since 1983. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there are a few things that I wish they had done differently. Um, I think without being too spoilery. Um, ah, shit, I forgot her name. Which person? Ming Na Wen? No, I love Ming Na Wen. Okay. She's the fucking best. Oh, I, I just tried to um, help you. I, did, yeah. I didn't know this was a negative thing. <laughs> so I tried to put words in your mouth like, I hate this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, there are a couple casting things that I'm not sure that I, that I really like mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day. One of them is Amy Sedaris. Um, I like I, Amy Sedaris. I don't think she's... I liked I don't her think more she's a when good she fit. showed back up. If that makes any sense, like I feel like, I feel like every character that was like, ugh, if they showed back up this season, they were better. <laughs> like Bill Burr gets a really good arc out of his character, strangely. Yeah, and like something about her showing up the second time, I don't know why it worked for me. I think it's just because she's like, give me that baby. <laughs> that's the same reaction I would have. I'm like, Fuck yeah. you, Mando. Give me that baby. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I I really love Giancarlo Esposito. Um, that's no surprise. He's amazing. There's just some like it feels like there's some 
I don't know, stunt casting almost in in a couple in a couple ways. Um, I'm trying to make sure, and and there's also a lot of stuff that like there are a lot of there are a lot of folks that make sense and work. Like Bill Burr's character, yeah, he's from Space Boston, and that sucks, and he's annoying when he shows up, but. They, well, the elf in our Christmas movie had an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was from he was from New Zealand. Um, I don't like Carl Weathers. I'm sorry. What? That's like the one. You that's don't like the, Carl Weathers in general. You don't like him in the show. In this, okay. In the, in the show, <laughs> I, was like, I like Carl Weathers in general. Okay. Um, I'm watching uh, Arrested Development again. So mm-hmm. uh, Carl Weathers showing up in Arrested Development is. Um, a palate cleanse from Carl Weathers in The Mandalorian. I just don't... Is it the character, or do you think he's just not suited for the Star Wars universe? I think he's not suited for the Star Wars universe. Like, if if he was playing Carl Weathers, I would feel like he was more suited to... <laughs> so the rest of Carl up. Weathers' career is just him in different shows playing Carl Weathers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But actual Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, or, like, the Arrested Development version of Carl Weathers... <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure, like, Thomas Jane is not, like, the Arrested Development version of Thomas Jane either. Oh, no, he is. He's, <laughs> no. he's a weird, creepy homeless dude. Yeah, he just hangs out and is, like, you know, does method acting for homeless roles. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, Half you the know. movies Thomas Jane is in are just ones that he barged onto the set. Mm. <laughs> he was sleeping in the alley and he was like, hey, I heard there was acting going on in here. Is there a predator happening here? Can I be in it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... Uh, something about... Something about Carl Weathers and, and the Mandalorian just throws me off just enough to um just enough to make those scenes uh, weird for me. I don't know I don't know why. It just is it is what it is. Yeah, I mean I I don't know that like I don't know that like every single individual episode is the best thing ever. I just the highs of this season were really high. And yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. So it's like, you know, just as a whole, I could easily watch this whole season. And that's that's the thing. Except like, for that scene where Chewbacca is jacking it. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. But uh, but expected. Yeah. It was good to see Chewbacca, <laughs> uh, but it was not good to see his, his yeah. Wookiee dick. Yeah, yeah Wookiee dick. Didn't you see his kashik? <laughs> his bowcaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, happy life day. Weird, weird things. Lumpy, <laughs> man. Oh, it was both itchy oh. and lumpy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's got that super space gonorrhea. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, Mandalorian is so good. Um it is as a person who liked the sequels, this is my favorite Star Wars thing to come out in the last since the original trilogy. Yeah. Like I I don't even I don't even feel like I'm being hyperbolic. I just like genuinely think it's awesome. Yeah. It's real good. Yeah, Star Wars is good again. Again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hooray. I mean, I, I am. I got to be honest. I'm a little worried of them keeping up the quality because now it just seems like, hey, this show worked all the shows. And, you know, like, I, I'm not saying it was ever, you know, Citizen Kane, but like the, the Greg Berlanti universe of the DC shows. It was like, hey, we got a hit show. And it's like, all right, well, we made another show. That show's pretty good, too. And it's like, all right, we made a short third show. And it's like, all right, that's pretty good. It's like, now we have eight shows. And it's like, okay, <laughs> A, I can't keep up. And B, this quality is really suffering. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. 
I, like I said, it's just like when they, you know, go from like, hey, we made a Star Wars show. Here's all of Lucasfilm Productions are geared towards making this when we're not making movies. You know, full resources available. And now they're like, there are six different shows starting. <laughs> and it's like, ah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Uh, it's not going to diminish what's already there. I mean, so I can totally enjoy it. I just like I said, it. I think, you know, a little bit of less would be more, you know, like. Maybe we'll. I mean, we'll. I guess we'll see how it how it pans out because it's yeah. going to be next year. I think is the first of the next shows. So, um, yeah, and maybe it, it may be a, a situation where like they've got this production method for these shows where they're doing you know they're doing this whole crazy setless sort of you know they don't need to go to locations to to shoot they don't need sets hardly um they've got that big room of projection or whatever it is they can yeah. they can film in so it's probably super cheap comparatively and super easy to film yeah the pre-production um, costs are probably nothing because they're just like all right next crew come in yeah i film mean, your right. star wars I, shit I, in here i guess that's the thing i'm not so worried about like oh suddenly the models look cheap or you know whatever thing you, you know no, well what i'm what i'm saying yeah. is like i'm i'm hoping that like they don't have to dedicate all these resources to sets all that's like basically an upfront cost you know they've mm -hmm. they've paid the cost for this studio um and this production method so they can perhaps focus on you know focus on the acting focus on the writing focus on the directing and we'll we'll get a we'll get a nice competent show out of it. That's what I, I'm hoping. I, I hope so. Like I said, I just I I've watched too many other good creators go down this road um, when they have more than one show going, especially like hands-on creators like like Joss Whedon back in the day. You know, it's like yes, other people you know wrote and directed the episodes, but I'm pretty sure he was pretty hands-on with Buffy and Angel at the time. But you could see like when he was spending more time on one or the other. You know, you just almost like see this like, oh, okay, now this isn't as great and this got good, you know, and it's just, I feel like it's going to be that way with, because this clearly has Dave Filoni's fingerprints all over this whole, like, everything that's been Mandalorian up to this point is just so, like, him and, uh, you know. Uh, Favreau. Hmm? Yeah, Favreau. John Favreau. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's it's like, it's clearly like they've had a heavy hand in what's happened so far. And I can guarantee you, like, when it becomes a split, I can 99.9% .9 guarantee that Filoni's going to dedicate all his time to the uh, uh, Ahsoka <laughs> TV show just because oh, like, yeah. that's his character, you know, like a thing he created from the get-go. So I think it's like that's where all the, his emphasis is going to go is to that show when it starts. Yeah. So Ming-Na Wen is 57 fucking years old and looks yeah. younger than me. <clears throat> I Someone pointed She's out that amazing. she that she was Chun Li in the Street Fighter movie, and it like blew my mind because like I could not wrap my head around that. <laughs> like it was like no. <laughs> well, I mean, also because I I haven't watched that movie that many times in my life. Like and prove it. Uh, the mainframe <laughs> says three. Huh? Uh, the mainframe says three. Answer okay. for yourself. I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, like I because I I, I I you know. I'm aware of her from like good movies when she was young. Like that's not one that registers in my head. It's like, oh, that's a big no in a movie. It's like, yeah, she was in good yeah. movies for a while. Um, yeah, Wayne Wang movies and things like that. But anyway, but yeah, it's yeah, she's she's awesome. She's awesome. She's definitely the best, probably the best part about Agents of Shield. 
as long as that fucking went on. <laughs> I only, man, I only could, I only watched like 10 episodes of that. I fell off of that pretty hard. Uh, everyone probably fell off. I, I'm surprised that show continued on past the Inhumans season because that, that was like, they dedicated a whole season to, to setting up that fucking show. That other show fell apart and like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just weird. It's like, so why didn't the other show fall apart? The show that wasted all its time with all this bullshit. <laughs> anyway, I have something else to talk about. Okay. Uh, no. One more thing. One no. more thing. Uh, because no. this is like, this is weird because this is becoming like, it might as well be a movie. So, but it's a TV thing. So, I'm, but I'm going to treat it like it's a yearly movie franchise at this point. Uh, the okay. Grand Tour just came out with another thing. Like, oh. basically what they're doing now is like, they're not doing their normal shows anymore. It's just apparently once a year we get one of their specials. That's what their show is now. So, because like they did one around this time last year, and then just surprise, surprise, my you know TV app was like, "Hey, there's a new Grand Tour thing," and it's yet another giant, you know, ninety minute special, crazy thing. So that's apparently what they're doing now. Because they had their like final episode with the tent and their old format, and they did a whole thing of like, "Yep, we're not doing this anymore." And yeah, like they did the one they called Seaman Seamen <laughs> the last year, yes, uh, where they were. Uh, trying to go what did they go from like Cambodia to Vietnam and stuff like all along waters and shit it was it was a weird one and this one they like do a pirate treasure thing where they end up in Madagascar so but it's a it's fun and you know if you're still down with that form formula I still very much enjoyed it uh <laughs> like even even as much as like you know watching that show now you're just like yeah well clearly this is you know all planned i like people seem to revel in like pointing out like the scripted humor bits and i'm like yeah but did it make you laugh like you, don't, you know like <laughs> you're you're deluding yourself if you think anything on tv that's called a reality show is fucking reality so like what the hell's the difference like it's everything you see on television is scripted except for the news and even well even that to a degree is pre-scripted i mean like the people reading it are generally dumb as a rock and didn't actually write any of it. Uh, but like, it's just saying like everything that's on TV is fucking scripted. So like, who cares? Like if, if it's funny, everything's scripted, you know, like, like, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, that's a weird argument to like go after that show for of like, yeah, it's all scripted jokes now. It's like, yeah, it always was <laughs> like, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the, I think what people are having a problem with lately is it feels forced. <clears throat> like the Grand Tour stuff mm -hmm. feels a lot more forced than um, the Top Gear stuff for some reason. Um, and I don't know if that's just like the, the writing or the, the presentation of it. Um, it's still funny. It's yeah. just like a lot of the impact is lost because of the the nature of it, I guess. I don't know. It's it's hard to define, but it yeah. it doesn't have the same feel. For I, me. I I get it. Like I said, but I mean, I'm totally okay with this being their new format because, like, I mean, honestly, when the Grand Tour started and they like brought in the tent and all that, I was like, uh, like this would have been a really good time to just make a hard break from the Top Gear format. You know, like they should have like broke from it then. I think just coming yeah. right in and been like, all right, this is a you know maybe not necessarily change from like right off of like the reviewing of you know new cars and stuff like the chit chat about cars and then go drive him for a while but you know I, I don't know i'm okay with this like being their thing now like 
this special thing. We've got other let's review car shows out there. You know, who cares? Yeah. I've always really liked the their bigger special or type stuff. Mm-hmm. So something like this is is yeah, well, kind of well, nice for me. You know, it's weird because like IMDb calls them both part of season four, so I don't know if that's just like ongoing. Now season four is just every year you get a new special, or I don't know if that's their schedule. It's just like I said, it's like almost exactly a year apart from the last one and this one. So I I do think yeah. what's funny is like they were. In this one, you know, if you've seen it, you know the the jokes and the put-downs that are going to happen. But, like, James May was like, I have a friend who uh, did UN work or something in Madagascar, and she was like, "It they have the worst roads if anywhere in the world. Like, just know that. <laughs> and so they get there, and, of course, they, like, start, you know, they land at, like, the capital city, and it's, like, it's a city, and they have paved roads, and they're all like, yeah, whatever. And then, you know a day outside of the city, it's literally like, I don't think you would call it a road. It's more like <laughs> a riverbed that cars happen to go down or something. But yeah, it, it's just, it's just funny. Cause like, it clearly goes to like, yes, it's true. Like these are not roads, but people still drive down them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's fun. It, well, it, 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 like I said, it, it, you, you do see like the, the formula though. Cause like, James May will always pick the stupidest worst car thing you could possibly pick for whatever adventure thing they will do. Like st- in every way possible, like it will be the the wrong car. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it just like, and then people give him shit for it. So, cause yeah, he brings like this, like one of those like track kit cars, you know, like the doesn't even have a roof really, you know, it's like, oh, like an aerial atom. Yeah. Kind of like that. Maybe, you know, not quite as, not even quite as refined. It's more like a, thing that normal people could afford like aerial atoms are actually expensive you know yeah. like um but yeah and he like brings this to drive through like madagascar which you know of course like you know this would you know involves him driving through basically you know rivers that are human shit and stuff you know because i mean it's like there's some really gross places they go and it's just like there's no yeah. doors it's all just pouring into his car and it's like of course you know <laughs> yeah but it's still fun good i will give it a watch at some point then mm-hmm yeah that's that's basically what i've been watching uh my new i will go ahead and spoil my new uh you know i have to have like a ongoing tv show something that i can just press play on you know that's why i've seen all of friends and how i met your mother and all the other things where i'm just like yep time to press play on this and watch it all i decided to do fresh prince of (laughs) bel-air it's all on hbo max and i was like what's funny is like Everything I remember of that about that show, like every episode I remember, is all in the first season. Like it, it's weird. Like they hit one of their very special episodes on the sixth episode, like an episode you probably remember even if you only have like small, minute uh, remembrance of Fresh Prince. Is that really? the Why Don't He Want Me episode? No, that's that's oh. that's that's late in the game. That's that one. Okay. Boy, that one's way down. I think that's second Aunt Viv. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, it's like the, the when they get pulled over and. Go ahead, have to go okay. to prison, and Carlton's like, I don't understand. You know, it's like that was episode six of the from the beginning. I was like, damn, like that's. But then what's weird? The episode after it is a fucking clip show. <laughs> like seven episodes in, they're doing a goddamn clip show. <laughs> so I don't Wait, really understand. The, I don't so understand. What was, the, what was the setup for the clip show? Where were they trapped? What that were they remembering? That they they all went to the mall to get Halloween costumes, and so there's like still present day stuff happening, but they're all doing the like, yeah, but remember the time Will 
or the first party he went to, and it's like, yeah, I remember it was three episodes ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Like right to a very special episode, and then follow up with a fucking clip show after. Like, maybe maybe they did the special episode thinking like, well, we're not going to get renewed. Yeah, Let's probably, just get the yeah. fuck out. And they were like, we renewed you. It's like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> go yeah. to the mall and remember some clips. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's just like watching it just because it's like, you know, it's 1990, I think is when the show started, 89, 90, somewhere around there. Um, you know, like f- like Don Cheadle was his best friend from Philadelphia, Ice Tray. Uh, <laughs> Hank, Hank Azaria is one of the racist cops in the in the, the place where the jail where they get locked up. Uh, really? Yeah. Is he doing the Apu voice? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That would have been doubly weird. But, oh, uh, so yeah. is it just normal racism? Yeah, just, well, I mean, okay. you know, they weren't overtly racist, except that they just, <laughs> a, a, you know, arrested them with no probable cause. I'm just saying, like, sure. they didn't say anything extra racist on top of it. There was no racist cherry on top when they were done. <laughs> just the active, like, you know. Did they flash back to black. this special episode in the clip show? <laughs> <laughs> that... You know, I no, I well, actually, no. I was watching, I was watching the clip show before I started, so I actually haven't finished it. I have like, oh, okay, f- so they, they like could to, like at the yeah, end, hey, could, remember when we got arrested? Back. Yeah, I remember last episode. <laughs> okay. All right, hey, I remember. <laughs> this is weirder than the time we both got arrested. <laughs> anyway, but okay. anyway, yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's my new one. And also, cool. like, I don't understand anyone who's in Ant Viv two camp. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Ant Viv two, but Ant Viv one is, she was rad. <laughs> Ant Viv two was the best. Teen, Ant Viv one. Well, now they're both back. <laughs> well, sort of in, this, in that thing, in the yeah. reunion thing. Yeah, that thing. I just first Ant Viv was like wait. way more feisty. Like, okay, I, I like. It for, I, I think like it I think you said contradicting things there. I think Did you I? said Ant Viv two. I think I you said, started with Antviv one is the best, and you ended with Antviv two is the best. No, no, I said I think okay. I said I don't understand anyone that's on Antviv two team because oh, like, okay. Antviv one is the best. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm team first Antviv all the way. And also, it's like in the episode, like I already know what's happening. Like, like I said, this is weird because like I thought I watched it longer, but apparently, like all my Fresh Prince knowledge is mostly first season contained i mean maybe it'll be different when i fire up season two i'm like oh i remember this too but um this clip show like i already know where it's going this is the one where she's like uh aunt viv is in the remember when they used to have that like you know pay five dollars and you could record your own song in this booth thing at the mall and she's oh in, yeah yeah she's in the song booth like going to town and i know she's about to do proud mary because i totally remember the scene <laughs> <laughs> Like she starts with like some fucking like Sonny and Sheer song or some shit, and then it's like she got a little bit more soulful song, and I'm pretty sure like the next time they cut back to her, she's just in like full blown Tina Turner, you know, Proud Mary, and it's like nice. I totally, totally remember this scene. Hmm. Well, my my current uh, TV watch is Arrested Development, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I'm on the weird season where not everybody's together. I forget what it's called. The um, but they've got some sort of subtitle for the show. Um, oh, you're on the first Netflix season? Is it like the maybe the fourth or fifth season? Uh, yeah, yeah. fourth season is, yeah, there was only three seasons of the Fox, original Fox show. Yeah, yeah, so it's the fourth season. It ends perfectly, and then they're like, let's do more, and it's like, oh, <laughs> right. no. <laughs> it's funny. Um, there are funny parts. Which Which version of the Netflix one are you watching? 
I, think I they, have no did, way of knowing. I think they did away with the original version. I think your only choice now is to watch their like redone chronological one or something. Oh. No, yeah, I this think... one's not chronological, though. It's weird. Okay. Fateful consequences. That's right. Okay, um, so the originals are still there. They're in, like, the extras section. Uh, but they replaced it, like, for the main line. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never went back and rewatched it. So It's weird. It's not really in chronological order. It's, it's strange. It person? Cause, like, it, I, I think, think it's by person, yeah. 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 I think yeah, I knew, I knew it was like it was very non-linear how it was first edited, which was a weird choice because it just really showed off that like they were very rarely in the same room together. Um, yeah, but I, okay. I have been thinking about this a lot lately, and I always go back to that Henry Winkler scene where he is so clearly not even in the same universe that any oh, of those people are. It's so bad. It, it's real bad, and I keep thinking over the next year. How many shows are going to be like this? Like how many shows are going to have this kind of thing in it? Because you you keep hearing like they keep filming things. Like stuff is still being produced, but I'm like, there for the next year, entertainment is going to look so weird because you're going to be able to tell. You're just going to be able to tell that people aren't in the same room. I don't know. I mean, a lot of fits moved to Australia and shit. I mean, that's where they're filming Thor 4. <laughs> Thor 4. <laughs> Thor 4. Thor 4. Thor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the concept of like if you get the entire cast, like the the thing that Tom Cruise got pissed off about, which is basically, look, we're getting everybody together, we're putting them all on a cruise ship, and therefore they can't interact with anybody else, and th- and everyone's fine, so we can film our movie, and then two crew members run off and and you know break quarantine or whatever, whatever the hell he was so pissed off about. But like, I understand that concept, but it just seems like there's going to be a lot of entertainment that looks bad. And it's it's just going to be that year of like, oh, COVID. And I'm not saying that is not any kind of priority <laughs> in any way. I'm just saying like 20 years from now, people are going to look back on things and go, wow, what the fuck was wrong with the Batman movie? Or <laughs> it's like, oh, this is that one day <laughs> Twilight dude got COVID. And so they had to shut down and <laughs> all his scenes are filmed by, you know the stand-in so it's just it's just a silhouette well, yeah. of batman did, did, did he get covid <laughs> yes he was the one who got that production shut down oh i i, I didn't know it was shut down i i oh yeah pay any attention to these things. yeah there, it was like right after there was like production is resumed on the batman and then it was like nope pattinson has has covid shut it down um so anyway i didn't mean to interfere with arrested development i just that that scene has come into my brain a lot lately so no, you're good. Uh, and I just saw that scene like a few episodes ago, and it's it's so bad. <laughs> it is. It is really, really, really bad. Um, and you know, like at least the way that this, I guess, remix is presented, you can tell that they're never all really in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it's shot is more like kind of how real life goes like you don't get all of your family members together right once a week or twice a day to yell at each other even if you you know even if you own a business together like that that doesn't happen so it feels a little bit more like like how real life would go um and it doesn't it doesn't really bother me except for those scenes where somebody is obviously not there or like there's a stand-in you know is season four where isla fisher is or isla however you say her name Yes. Is that, yeah. um, 
yeah. redhead. Yeah, Ron, Ron Howard. Howard's daughter. Not daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I st- I don't know why I've been thinking about that joke. I don't know why that joke jumped back in my head of like how fucking hilarious that is. If you know, do they do they explain? I can't remember. Do they explain it in th- that like all of his all of his kids have like their middle name is like where they were conceived. Like yes. Bryce Dallas Howard, yes. and you know yeah. her name is Rebel Alley. I just think that's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And there was <laughs> Ron Howard's a good sport. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that's fucking that's a great joke. <laughs> there are a lot of pretty good meta Ron Howard jokes yeah. because he's you know obviously narrating and existing right. in this universe at the same time. And his office um, is one inch higher than Brian Glazer's. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or no, it was Brian who made his. So is that what it was? I don't know. Ron wanted his off. Ron wanted his office to be taller than the rest of the offices, but the building was already like set, and they couldn't make any. They couldn't make it higher because um, Jerry Bruckheimer had an in with the city council and wouldn't let them make their building higher than his. So Ron Howard made his made the floor lower in the right floors below or the ceiling lower and the floors below him but then brian had his office one inch lower than ron's because he wanted his uh ceilings to be taller than ron's yeah that whole thing when they it takes you several episodes to get all of that information out but um it's good payoff Hmm. payoff um yeah the the first three seasons the ending to that probably shouldn't have been fucked with it was it was great where it left off and now it's just um they're good jokes it's funny um because like those characters interacting and (laughs) and i love them glossing over the fact that michael Sarah in one scene is like 14 years old and in the next (laughs) scene is like 25 or whatever um he's got like the beginnings of a wispy mustache and he's lost all his baby fat and all that. Um, it's, it's even more egregious going from four to five because four ends with a scene that five starts on, but they're still mm-hmm. like five years apart. So okay. <laughs> Michael Sarah is now like a yeah. 30 year old man. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, what's her name? Portia de Rossi. Is that the right mm-hmm. person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She changes so much between season four and season five i didn't think i didn't know it was the same person for the first like <laughs> five minutes yeah um I, I haven't watched past four so i don't or between I, season I did, three and season I, four i did not get past the first episode of season five mm-hmm. like it started and i was like i can't this is shitting on the memory of the first three seasons of the show the first three seasons are so perfect it's just how do you put that much comedy in a show as the third season, especially. I mean, where it was just like, fucking get yeah. it all out. Like, yeah, when they were just em, like, em, we don't yeah. care. Empty just like, we're notebooks. not going to get renewed. Yeah. Go. <laughs> every every joke we've ever had, empty the notebook. It's going in this, in this season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there are also great, a lot of even, good... Um, good. I was going to say, like, Grantor even did a good jump the shark joke in, in this one, last episode. Nice. Yeah. And I, 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 whenever that phrase comes up, I just... Will always remember Arrested Development. <laughs> That's Hen- Henry Winkler just casually yeah. jumping over that shark on the pier is the fucking funniest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fell out laughing at that. <laughs> yeah. I can I can hardly say the blah 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 thing with a straight face. That's just that is, that is like one of my favorite like most ridiculous 
pieces of writing that anyone has ever done is to get like to how that. does your brain operate that way yeah. <laughs> like did you come up with that joke first and yeah. then you had <laughs> the patience covers. to introduce this character and not immediately go with that joke because <laughs> uh, it also know, has the blah 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 lobs lob on blah 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 what <laughs> what no that's my lawyer blah 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 <laughs> Uh, that's that's one of the things that's genius about Arrested Development is the patience to, <laughs> like, to set a joke up and pay it off five episodes later instead of in like in the very same episode. Yeah. Um. For for so many things. Um. Like, and the the patience to keep a running joke alive just. Like just barely alive enough to keep it in your memory for a payoff at the end of the season or something. Yeah. Well, just Jason Bateman's constant maintaining whenever someone says the OC for him to just no matter where he is, just to go. Don't call it that. <laughs> Every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He would just immediately say that, and the scene just moves on. Like no one, no one acknowledges that he said that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. We are blessed to have Arrested Development in our universe. But yep, I, I think that's. Um, I think that's I think, all I got. Hi, hi. Yeah, all I, I have to talk about. Arrested Development probably has the highest quality joke content for a single season of television, even counting The Simpsons in their heyday. Because I mean, like. First season, three seasons of Arrested Development are just, yeah, they're like machine gun turrets of jokes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they like most of them work <laughs> extremely precise machine gun turrets of jokes, you know, like, yeah, very few misses. It's, it's hard to watch while I'm working because I want to stop and watch what's going on pretty much every moment. So like I end up not doing anything for 15 minutes while I'm watching an episode because something, you know, some sort of joke made me perk up and I'm like, oh, huh. Yeah, I still say the best, the best joke though, like not on, not on that. It's, it's gotta be 30 rock for the, the lemon party joke. You hmm. know, the brilliance of writing that and knowing that it was going to, you were going to fly that past the censors is that's just genius. That's fucking great. And I mean, like, I, I don't know, just like sitting in the writer's room and like coming up with that. And like, how do we get to that joke? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, your last and name's already living. For? Yeah. You're there. Where are are any of the... yeah. Well, who is the joke for? And are any of those people watching this show? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is yes. And dying laughing. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a living party without old Dick. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. That joke. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I've just never been proud of a writer. I mean, I don't know if that was Tina Fey or who wrote that, but whoever wrote that, that's the best joke. Yeah. All right. Uh, yep. Is that going to wrap it up, I think, for the Variety Hour? Yeah. Uh, the Variety Hour in 25 minutes-ish. Um, yeah. yeah. Check out our website. Uh, it is bmfcast.com. That is uh, where you can link to all of our socials and stuff and get in touch with us. Send us emails and stuff, bmf at bmfcast.com, or uh, give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF or 9105569263. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, tell us why you think 1.5x on Netflix <laughs> is a good idea, um, and we will yep. deride you on the on the podcast next week. Or um, join in with the discontent of it existing, like me. Yeah, <laughs> feel free to have an opinion one way or the other. Yes, just not you know. We just won't acknowledge your wrong one. We'll acknowledge it. Oh, we'll, we'll acknowledge just, it yeah, as we're being just, wrong. Yeah, yeah but. we're just gonna crap all over it. Um, <laughs> and if you like that sort of abuse, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast <laughs> and pay us for the for the privilege of being abused by us uh, verbally and or orally. Um, orally meaning your ears, not 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 your mouth. Um, yeah, Chuck's looking at me like like it's not a thing. Um, but yeah, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Uh, you can contribute to our delinquency by uh, giving us a monthly amount of money in uh, return for which you will receive bonus podcasts and content. And uh, we will also be able to continue making the show. So thank you for everybody for your support throughout the year. At his, it has meant the world to us. Um, we are building up the building up the coffers, as as you can say, uh, so that next time we get together, we can have a giant cocaine and prostitute fueled <laughs> orgy uh, in celebration of uh, bad movies. Yeah. Yep. Our it's first gonna... episode back is going to be really something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be twelve hours long, and uh, yeah, j- just a bunch of panting and. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like those Howard Stern pay per views from the nineties. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing cocaine fiends. It's like, oh, you watch that old propaganda movie? No, it's us. No, it's us. <laughs> hey, hi. Gary Busey's here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hire Gary Busey, too. Yeah, hire, probably get him. Hire. Or Jake, yeah. I don't know. He'd probably just be the one who brings us the cocaine. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. I thought you said you wanted to get hired with me. That's why I came here. <laughs> yeah. I think Gary Busey's sober now, though, but we he can is, fix yeah. that easily. Oh, we <laughs> can convince him. I mean, is it necessary is the thing. Like, you know, the turkey's done, take it out of the oven. I'm just saying, like, he's he's, he's done the drugs. It's, like, it's there. Like, turkey's done. Take it out of the oven. Um, that's say, great. like, he, he's he's where he needs to be. Like, drugs are now drugs. Like, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. But um, we're a little bit late to wish you happy Hanukkah because that already happened. So I hope you had a good one of those. Um, so Merry Christmas, Happy Boxing Day, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, and um, Happy whatever you celebrate. We're mm-hmm. we're happy to have you here, and we are yeah. happy to have had you here throughout this year so far. So yeah, Happy Winter Solstice. Yeah, Solstice. Merry Yule, Happy Festivus. Today is the actual day of Festivus, I believe. Hmm. It is, yeah. yeah, the actual day. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out. I remembered this time. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.